Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, July 3rd show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or on our show YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And the lineup for today's show, we'll be having a panel conversation with our two guests, Tiffany Goff of Edward Jones and Michael Green of Green & Company Realty, Windermere Ballard. We will also have a conversation with Tiffany on declaring your financial freedom, followed by our conversation with Michael Red hot Seattle real estate market. Also, if you're watching our show on our Facebook live premiere or our YouTube channel, I would like to take the opportunity to introduce our producer at Hubbard Radio, Benny, and our director of marketing, Victoria. We could not do it without them. Thank you, Benny and Victoria. Appreciate you both. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. And Keelan, what do you think about starting out with a little bit? That's hard to say. A little bit of money shed today. Let's do it. Money. What do you got for our listeners today, Keelan? And welcome back, by the way. I missed you last week. Well, thank you. It's glad to be back. I was out with our yearly continued education. Always uh, a good time, uh, but we got to do it to stay up to did you speed just with say our knowledge. That, did you just say continued ed- education was a lot of fun? Um, as fun as it could be on this last yeah. course, and you're going to take the same one. You'll know what I mean. It was good. I'm, I, I would give him a shout out, but I don't think we have time because I got to get through a lot today. So last week I reviewed some reports that you, uh, often talk about Tina in your money chats, which are so important. And I want to continue that trend with employment reports today. And there's a lot that I got to get out in a little bit of time. So I'm going to be, um, you're going to be drinking out of a fire hose. We'll just say that. So there are two main employment reports that are issued each month. It's the ADP employment report and the BLS jobs report. These reports will measure the most important aspects of the economy, and that is the health of the labor market. They also tell us the rate of job growth or loss, the unemployment rate, and the changes in wages. As jobs go, so does the economy. Starting with the ADP employment report, let's get in there specifically. The ADP employment report is a monthly report from Moody's Analytics that tracks private employment in the U.S., does not include government jobs. It's based on anonymous and aggregate data derived from nearly 460 
160,000 U.S. companies and approximately 26 million private sector U.S. workers. This report is typically released on the first Wednesday of every month and is viewed as a useful preview to the more detailed Bureau of Labor Statistics BLS jobs report. ADP can have an impact on the markets, but oftentimes it's overshadowed by the more important BLS report that follows two days later. Additionally, the ADP and BLS reports track well over time, but month to month there can be a large discrepancy, and these discrepancies are evidenced by the sharp month to month revisions, big changes from month to month. Now let's talk about the Bureau of Labor Statistics BLS jobs report. The BLS report is a monthly report that typically comes out the first Friday of each month. It summarizes total non-farm payroll employment in the United States by surveying businesses and households. The BLS jobs report is comprised of two surveys to monitor the labor markets, the Establishment or Business Survey, Current Employment Statistics, or CES, and the Household Survey, Current Population Survey, or CPS. The Establishment Survey, or Business Survey, outlines the headline job creation number and employees' pay during the sample week, the week that encompasses the 12th of the month. It also takes into account the birth slash death ratio, which tracks the number of new companies, birth versus companies that close, die. The household survey, that's morbid, isn't it? The household survey is collected through phone calls and visits many visits made to approximately 60,000 households during the sample week. Since the U.S. has uh, over 124 million households, each call represents over 2,000 households. And the household survey also reports on the rate of unemployment. This is calculated by dividing the number of unemployed individuals in the total labor force. There is more than one type of unemployment rate, however. The most widely publicized is a U3 unemployment rate, which measures the number of unemployment individuals who are actively seeking a job divided by the total labor force. There's also a U6 unemployment rate, which measures U3 unemployment, plus those who are working part-time but desire full-time employment and discourages workers. Discouraged workers are those who have not looked for a job in four weeks. The U6 may be a better representation of true unemployment in the U.S. as a result. The BLS jobs report also tracks average hourly earnings and average weekly earnings, which tell us how much individuals are earning per hour and how much an individual is earning per week, respectively. While the media likes to focus mainly on hourly earnings, we believe it's more accurate to look at the weekly earnings because someone could be earning more per hour but work less hours per week, which results in earning less overall. Makes a lot of sense. Weekly earnings shows us what someone is taking home, and this can be an indicator of wage-pressured inflation. If we see wages rising, creating inflation, there could be a negative impact on mortgage bonds and interest rates, hence why Tina talks about it. There is some criticism of the BLS jobs report, however. As measured by the BLS, the unemployment rate is defined as a percentage of unemployed people who are currently in the labor force to be accounted among the labor force. A person must either have a job or have looked for work in the last four weeks. This can exclude many Americans who want a job but are not considered part of the labor force and can skew the unemployment rate lower. Additionally, a significant revision can take place month per month. So that's not the most accurate, but that will conclude the employment reports. And next week, I'm going to talk about the next batch, but I'm trying to do them at a batch at a time so people can get a better understanding of why these reports are important and why we look at them. Yeah, and I love how you're taking our listeners, Keelan, on a journey of education. Uh, again, since I bring all of this information into my money chat at different times. So thank you, uh, Keelan. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. Initial job claims, which measures individuals filing for unemployment benefits for the first time, fell 51,000 to 364,000, which is 
post-pandemic low. Continued claims, or those that continue to receive benefits, increased 56,000 to 3.5 million. The pandemic unemployment assistant claims, which gives individual benefits who would not usually qualify, and the pandemic emergency claims, which extends benefits after re regular benefits expire, fell by 28,000 combined. 14.7 million individuals are still receiving benefits throughout all of their programs, which is down 180,000 from last week. 22 states have opted out of the additional state unemployment benefit, which appears to be having some benefit, but there will be a lag. States that have done this and are seeing people go back to work at a better than two to one margin. These benefits are supposed to be fully expired Labor Day and assuming it's not extended we will likely see claims drop further. The ADP report, employment report, showed that there were 692,000 jobs created in June, which is almost 100,000 more than expectations. But there was a downward revisions of the same amount to the previous month. Leisure and hospitality lead the way with 332,000 jobs, with healthcare and trade transportation utilities adding 93,000 and 62,000, respectively. After losing almost 20 million jobs during the pandemic, we have recovered back almost 13 million, but there are still 7 million unrecovered, while there is 9.3 million job openings. Fed governor and voting member Chris Waller said in a Bloomberg interview that we are now in a different phase of economic policy, so it is appropriate to start thinking about pulling back on some of the Fed purchases. He also said that it is much more sympathetic to tapering mortgage-backed securities first. This is in line with what we have heard from Bullard. On the timing of tapering, he said that he thinks that everybody anticipates tapering could move up earlier than when they were originally thought of doing, and it could be this year. He also said that the housing market is on fire, which it is, and does not need any other unnecessary support so that he would be all in and in favor of this. Mortgage back the Mortgage Banker Associations released their mortgage application data showing that purchases fell 5% last week and are down 17% year over year. Refinances dropped by 8% and are down 15% year over year. The refinance share of mortgage activity increased from 64 60.4% of all transactions to 61.7%. Now, the MDA cited that demand is now slumming due to weak, weakening affordability and cited that 14% appreciation to the cause. If there is such a lack of demand due to affordability, home prices would not be rising at this rate. The reason that we are seeing such a strong affordability is because there is so much more demand than supply. Are some people getting priced out of the market? Of course, but there is still so much more demand and supply in, in, in these price levels. The reason uh, why there is less applications is because that there's no inventory. Think of California's housing market and why it continues to appreciate. Now, over 35 locations in the Pacific Northwest have already tied or set new all-time heat records. Some temperatures reached 116 degrees. The heat forced some schools and businesses to close to protect workers and guests with everyone being urged to stay hydrated and inside their homes. This will definitely impact the housing numbers in the next month's report. Also heating up, setting records in appreciation, the Case Shellers Home Index, which considers the gold standard for appreciation, showed home prices rose 14.6% year over year in April 
April, which is up from the already hot 13.3% in the previous report and is a 30-year high. The 20-city index rose from 14.9% year-over-year with almost all of the cities showing strong gain. Phoenix, San Diego, and once again, Seattle continue to report the highest annual gains and we're all over 20%. Tina Mitchell here, and that is your Money Chat. Coming up next in the Money Hour panel conversation with our two guests, Tiffany Goff of Edward Jones and Michael Green of Green & Company Realty, Windermere Ballard, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So, you know, winning offers in this highly competitive Seattle real estate market can be a grind. So why not enjoy a high success rate with Michael Green of Green & Company Realty for Windermere of Ballard. His clients are getting their offers accepted and homes sold by using proprietary Windermere technology to scan the market and find the best financial strategies for his clients. Call Michael Green today for a free home evaluation or buying strategy at 206-245-6558 or email Michael at michael.green at windermere.com. Tired of calling a customer service number that has you explain your financial situation over and over just to get you to the right person? Tiffany Goff at Edward Jones will help you co-pilot your financial decisions and make it fun, too. This is Tiffany Goff with Edward Jones. Please give me a call at 206-363-2518 for personalized service just for you. Let's do this. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more. On Alternative Talk, 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, July 3rd show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or on our show YouTube channel. I'm your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing our show at a different time, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411150. Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, we're going to have a panel conversation with our two guests, Tiffany Goff of Edward Jones and Michael Green of Green and Company Realty, Windermere Ballard, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome to both of you, Tiffany and Michael. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, before we get started with the panel conversation, I would love to uh, share a little bit about both of you to our listeners. Uh, first, Tiffany Goff started her financial career in banking in 1990. She worked for several banks and financial companies for over the last 31 years. Tiffany has been recognized by Seattle Magazine as five-star wealth manager in 2017, 2018, and 2019. She also has earned several awards for the firm, 
too many to mention here today. Over the years, Tiffany has helped many through some difficult times while working on their financial goals. She has an office in Seattle and is also licensed in 18 states, so meeting virtually is something that she has been doing for many years. Step-by-step with her as your co-pilot, Tiffany will help you tackle your fears and strive to reach financial goals. And then a little bit about Michael, uh, first time on our show, very excited to have a conversation with Michael. Michael's love for design, culture, and hospitality ultimately led him to seek out a career in real estate. After discovering his passion, Michael joined Williams Reeves in New York, where he gained a wealth of experience selling and buying multi-million dollar homes in the luxury areas of Chappaqua and Scarsdale in Westchester, New York. Now in 2020 and living in Seattle, he's joined the world's renowned real estate firm of Windermere, where he's continuing his successful career as a broker. Michael's 20 years of expertise in digital advertising, managing multi-million dollar award-winning accounts has helped him hone his superb marketing and negotiating skills and has served him and his clients very well. I love it. I'm so excited today. We're focusing specifically on wealth with real estate and managing uh, cash money for your future, which is really awesome. So I'm going to start with you, Michael. What has been the single most important reason that you feel like you've had all this success in your business? Tough question, I know. (laughs) You have to dig deep for that one. Uh, thanks for the softball. Uh, Keelan, so <laughs> what I like to do um, is focus on customer service, right? So getting to know my clients' wants and needs and then measuring that against the market. And then, you know, once I sort of formulate that, um, I then like pull data on the market and then we can start putting together a strategy of attack for areas in Seattle and homes that they can potentially win. I'm batting a thousand in Seattle. And for those non-baseball heads out there, that means I don't, I don't strike out. I don't hit <laughs> bloopers. I don't hit fielder's choice. I just hit and get on base. So um, I love that analogy. <laughs> so using that, use, using data, which is, um, you know, all over the place out there these days. Uh, And especially like working with Windermere, we have great proprietary tools that allow us to go real deep into the market. Um, I can like help, you know, clients strategize, you know, where we're going to win at, you know, and if they're comfortable at that price point, boom, we go and we win. If they're not, then at least they have an idea moving forward, what what we should be looking at. So for example, um, a lot of homes in the Seattle area are closing at 10 to 20% above asking price. So some of my clients are cool with that. And then some of my clients aren't. So we're, they're, back, they're backtracking here and going 10 to 20% below what they can afford. And mm-hmm. that's what we're looking at. Yeah, and I love that. If, if, any, if I caught on to this and you said it very subtly, which is huge, you get a great understanding of your clients first and understanding. And a lot of people kind of just come into these things and talk a lot about themselves. But I feel the same way how important it is to get a good understanding from the person you're talking to and what's important to them. And then you go and use your tools to back it up with data instead of just chap, 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 which a lot of people do. 
What about you, Tiffany? Uh, what's the single most important reason that, and I know you've had a ton of success in your business as well. So for me, I, I love the quote of who loses if I don't win. And for me, that is who is not going to do well with their finances because I speak a different language than most people do. And if I don't help them achieve those things, they're going to lose. So I want to help them succeed. And, but when I can help them succeed, that means I succeed. So who loses if I don't win? So. I just uh, wrote that down, Tiffany. I love that because that is, that is so true. And, you know, following, I mean, we need to be the best for ourselves to be best for others. And we need to run the best business, have the best knowledge and be the expert that is, that we need to be in order to serve our clients at a high level. So Michael, when you look back at your entire career, if there was something that you might've done a little bit differently, uh, what would that be and why? Well, um, I definitely took the green pill. I don't know if you guys are Matrix fans or not. So there was a red pill and a blue pill in the Matrix, and you had your choice to take any of those. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yes, yeah, so, okay, I got it. You but I forgot. The so what is went the, on through the Matrix. So um, I wouldn't change that, but um, I think that uh, the one thing that I can improve more in my business is, you know, so right now, like in Seattle, I'm building up this network of resources for information for myself and my clients. So, um, and something I did, I really didn't do a lot of in New York because I was just slammed with business right away. But, um, and I'm, I'm slammed with business here too. But so my new, my, a new addition to my strategy is uh, connecting with people like Tiffany, connecting with people that are in the industry that can get me information when I need it right away for my clients. And so that's something I'm, I'm building up now. And that was the one thing that um, I was happy to have this fresh start in Seattle to do. So. That is great, Michael. Thank you so much. Tiffany, what about you looking over your massive uh, time in your career? What's one thing that you might have done differently and why? You know, it is funny to say massive because it is pretty massive when you say 31. But um, for me, it really was because there's still, even to this day, there's only four, uh, sorry, 17% women financial advisors in the whole industry. Um, I think I would have started being more me than trying to be like everybody else. I was told very early, be more like a man, be more like this, you know, don't dress with your jewelry and your makeup and da, 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 da. be more, you know, maybe blue suit, black suit, you know, and, and I did that for a long time, but it wasn't me. And so for me, really, when I took off and built my brand within my <laughs> brand of Jones, that changed and up leveled in so many ways. And that that's what I would just say to everybody. If if you're trying to be anybody else, stop. It's not worth it. Yeah, and yourself great advice. Yeah, and Tiffany, I love that because you know we do need to be our authentic self to be our best self. And I heard recently a presentation that you did on this topic, and it was really um, you know inspiring uh, to listen to you. So I hope if you're listening to the show today and you have any, any insecurity of who your authentic self, because someone else is telling you that, do not listen because people are going to fall in love with you. And the people that are not meant to connect to you, that's okay, because we're not going to be perfect for everybody, but we can be perfect for the people we're perfect for only if we're our authentic self. Beautiful, Tiffany. Thank you so much.
I agree. I love that. I feel like today too, people are just more accepted more than ever, I think, to be themselves as well. So take that as more empowerment to just go out and be yourself because people have expanded their minds on who we are. So I love this. Um, We're going to come back to you, Michael. So can you give us an example of, and maybe your favorite one or one that you can think of as far as a success story for your clients? So uh, interesting question. There are many of them, um, and I'm always in contact with past clients. And you know, we we it's it's almost I wouldn't say it's like a family, but we're just very like connected because of the journey that I take with each client when we are purchasing a home, and it is a journey. So my most recent um, um, client that that I had, uh, she worked at Amazon. She was new to the country. She didn't know the landscape, and I think we toured about 60 homes. And it wasn't because she didn't know what she wanted, but it was because she wanted to have a good idea of what the market was. And really, you have, you know, you have all these different like devices on your computers and smartphones where you can look at photos, but you just can't get the feeling unless you're there. So we went and we went, you know, Wallingford, Ballard, we went uh, east, west, north, south. And it was amazing to see where we landed, um, which was uh, in, in between Fremont and Wallingford. Um, it was just amazing to, to go through the process, you know, and I do this with all my clients, you know, and that's what I mean about customer service, getting to know your customers, getting, getting, getting them involved in the marketplace. Um, and so she wound up uh, getting in on a deal that because of my relationship uh, within Windermere, she wound up getting on a, in, on a deal that hadn't been marketed yet, which wow. was sweet. Yeah, was that's a very a rare success. in the Seattle market. It is. So she probably saved, I'm going to say they're like 80,000 bucks on this deal. And that it's is a crazy. gorgeous, you know, uh, floor to ceiling, glass windows, corner unit, views galore. If you guys have ever seen Wall Street, I'm dating myself here, but <laughs> there's a scene where a realtor is selling Buddy a home and that's what it looked like. Yeah, um, that's amazing. And definitely getting something off the market um, is, is you have to have an established agent for that. And I love how you said uh, uh, journey. I always tell my clients, uh, congratulations on the start of your journey and congratulations on the success of your journey. Exactly. And not only that, this home will resell in the next five years, which is her plan for at least another $200,000. And that's another thing I like to talk about with my clients is that's not only are you buying a home for today, but think about five years from now, what is it going to look like? Where are you going to be? Maybe another kid. Maybe you want to downsize. Maybe you want to go to another state. You, you know, you have to think about these decisions. And that's why data is such a great tool. And that's something yeah. I use a lot with my clients. Tiffany, what about you? Give us a, a success. I don't know why I'm having trouble with that word today because uh, it's my favorite word. Give us a success story uh, for one of your clients. Well, I'll be really brief because I know we're t- on time, um, but the briefness would be um, I met with a prospect who was an older gentleman in his 90s, and he wasn't too sure about a girl managing his money. And um, and the funny part is uh, I worked with him until he passed away. And the week before he passed away, he knew he was coming up on his time. And he said to me, he goes, I wish I had taken the risk on you sooner. You're the best advisor I've ever had in my whole entire life. And for me to hear that was like, wow, because 
Yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful, Tiffany. Uh, thank you. And I can see the tears almost coming. Um, uh, you can tell how passionate you are about your clients. Beautiful uh, success. All right. Coming up next in the money hour, declare your financial freedom. Tiffany Goff of Edward Jones right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tired of calling a customer service number that has you explain your financial situation over and over just to get you to the right person? Tiffany Goff at Edward Jones will help you co-pilot your financial decisions and make it fun, too. This is Tiffany Goff with Edward Jones. Please give me a call at 206-363-2518 for personalized service just for you. Let's do this. The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey every Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. right here on KKNW AM 1150. Join the show to experience expert advice and knowledge on today's events in our local economy that can affect your money. That's every Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. with a repeat show on Sundays at 8 a.m. For more information about The Money Hour radio show and their guests, visit themoneyhour.com. That's themoneyhour.com. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, July 3rd show. You can also listen to our podcast, our Facebook premiere show, or on our show YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, Tiffany Goff of Edward Jones, Declare Your Financial Freedom, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Well, Tiffany, you've been on our show quite a few times, and it's always amazing to have you. Um, and for those that don't know, give give our listeners an update about yourself. Tell us just a little, and we can't cover this in, in one show even, but just give them a little tidbit. Sure. Um, yeah. So I pretty much grew up uh, grew up here. Uh, my my dad was in the military. Uh, we, he always likes to joke I was planted in Seattle, but then he got shipped out. So um, the first beginning of my life was uh, down in New Mexico, of all things. But 48 years, I've been back here in Seattle since then. Um, grew up here, I went to school here, um, and have a family here. And, uh, you know, I love to, you know, antiquing, jewelry making, I'm just a little bit of everything. So I love to get out. And of course, my favorite thing is what we haven't been able to do much is go to the beach. So that's me. And uh, Tiffany, I know you really well uh, from coming into the show and really representing the uh, financial arena space. And you're just, you're, you have so much passion for life and passion for really helping and supporting your clients in their financial journey. And I also know that you have put a lot of thought into your brand 
what it represents and your unique proposition. And I would love for you to share that with our listeners today. Oh, thank you. Um, yes. So, um, you know, when I first started with Jones, which was back in 2014, I, I didn't really think I could have my own brand with the firm, but I realized I could. So my brand is Joy. It's always going to be Jesus first, others second, myself last. That keeps integrity and joy in my heart. There's never a question of why I do anything. And my unique proposition is every single person goes through my diamond process that you can only find in my office. It's not a Jones thing. It's only a Tiffany Goff thing. And, you know, and that really gets everybody. I ask them about everything under the sun. It's a very in-depth thing and people love it. So, and again, there's never a question of who I am and why I do what I do. I explain everything, what their costs are going to be. And on, uh, honest to a, to a mistake sometimes. One client got mad at me because I was off by a whole dollar in his favor. And then he said, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And I know that you give your clients not a real diamond because it's a big diamond, but you give them a diamond and they actually bring it in into the office when they come back and visit you a lot of them. So uh, definitely your brand and your message connects with your clients. And that's how you connect with people so that you can best support them uh, with what you have to offer. Yes. And I, I love, we talked to marketing people, how defined everything is. Your vision is very specific and that's what they say. And it's laser focused and it doesn't change. And that's how you get people. So if anybody's listening on how they should uh, promote their business, take some notes here from Tiffany. Uh, <laughs> she's not even talking about it. She's just does it. And it's subtly just happening. Um, let you alluded to on your bio, uh, you're in 18 States. So do you work with just local clients or, uh, it sounds like you work with people out of state as well. Yeah, I am all over the United States. Um, I have a huge presence in the East coast actually. Um, so a lot of times I have clients here in Seattle, they want to do evening appointments, but they don't always understand that I've been up, you know, working with my clients on the East coast at. 8.30 their time, which is 5.30 our time. So a seven o'clock at night sometimes can be hard. Um, but yeah, no, I've been, we've done digital and remote for years. And some of it has been, you know, people have moved away or they have family members and that's just kind of how it's happened. And yeah, I love working with people all over. So, and it's a lot of fun. So 4th of July is just around the corner and it's going to be a, a, a special one, I think, coming out of last 4th of July when we were in the middle of COVID. So what does Independence Day mean to you, Tiffany? So, you know, when I picked this topic, I kind of said, I really need to explain this to you and everybody in our audience. Independence Day means a lot to me. Um, my family fought in the American Revolution War. And so I could actually be a member of the Daughters of American Revolution, which I haven't. We've fought in every war since then or conflict. Um, it's not a proud thing, but, you know, at the same time, you know, they've done this for our freedoms. And I thank every single one of them for that. And I really believe we all came from another country to here. And instead of showing our differences, we need to unite and we need to be thankful for the freedoms that we have that a lot of other countries don't have. So it's important to me because I always think about where we came from and um, we have to remember we are all humans and we should care for each other the same way. Wow. What an incredible, I mean, 
contribution to our country your family has had i don't know if i've ever met anybody who's had somebody in their family that has served in every literally everything across the way where you know we're celebrating our freedom and uh it's so important nowadays that we don't forget what that means. And especially to individuals like your family who sacrificed a lot to get here. Now, financial freedom, how does Independence Day relate to the financial aspect of that? Well, think about this. Money can be a tool or the fear of not having enough money can bring fear. So do you want to be independent or do you want to fear it? And so that's really important to me when I tell people that money should be the tool. You shouldn't be afraid of it. You know, the best thing that you should have is when you are doing your finances, the number one bill at the top of the page should be you. It shouldn't be your mortgage. I know we're talking houses and stuff like that, but honestly, you should be number one. And when you do that, that really puts everything in place. So that having your financial freedom and your independence uh, from the fear is huge. So Tiffany, how do you help position your clients for their own personal financial freedom? So, you know, it's funny because a lot of people are desperately working to retire, but they don't really know what their retire is. And you know, here's the thing. We work probably 40 years working, right? Or maybe more, but there's a good chance that we could be retired for 30 years. And if you don't plan for it well, then that's going to be a problem. So I'm always telling people, let's make sure we take care of you first. Let's make sure we sock things away. And I'm also asking them to really ask what they want for their retirement, whether it's here in this country or another country. I can help figure it out for what you need for those numbers, but I just need to know what those things are. So it's really doing though, you know, asking more specific questions and making sure I can reverse engineer whatever they want. So Tiffany, life often happens just in general. I mean, we can't avoid it. Things come up and, you know, we can't avoid how we react to them, uh, which we could go on another show about that as well. But how do you help people stay on track when these life events happen? You know, I talk to people a lot about, hey, it's mindset. I know it's money, but it's also mindset. I had one client who was really pissed because something happened and she actually had to go into debt for something. And I'm like, hey, think about this. The things that you had to do, you've got your emergency cash stash and you also have a credit card. You got to think about, hey, you had to fix your car. That was money to fix your car. But that's important because you really need to have your car for your job. And then there was some other stuff that came up. They were all positive things. I said, those are really, truly good debt for your life. Because if you don't have those things, you probably can't operate a life. So it's really helping them realize, yeah, that's a sidetrack. But with GPS, we're just going to recalculate it again. Recalculating your route. So there you go. And, you know, that's so great, uh, Tiffany, because... I think every expert, especially somebody that is working with somebody's money, is you are really a counselor uh, at the same time, a coach. And, and, you know, really you having the best mindset yourself allows you the opportunity, again, being your best for yourself so you can be best for others. It allows you the opportunity to really chime in and uh, give them that advice that they need, which can make all of the difference 
not only in their finances, but then ultimately their life for them and for their family. So Tiffany, so many people do not have their assets protected. How are you helping your clients protect their assets? You know, I talk to people about a lot of stuff because a lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to work until the day I die. But I said, well, what if life, ha life happens and your body says you can't work anymore, you, you get, you have a stroke or whatever, um, all those things ha can happen. So I talk to people about making sure they have life insurance and especially right now talking about long-term care because there's a new law that passed and that we're going through. And if you don't know, give me a call. There are some ins and outs that I can help you with. So that's what I do. You know, Tiffany, uh, oftentimes people confuse, we'll just say a confused mind doesn't act. We'll say that. And there's a lot to do with finances and your brain could go bonkers. And the next thing you know, you just sit here for years and years for some people. And there is a point where it's too late. And the earlier you start, the easier it is. So how do you help people prioritize their financial goals and to try to get that financial freedom sooner than later? I tell people, you know, you may not be at the point that you wanted to, but guess what? You're not at the finish line. Let's really look at all the things that we can do with the time we have left. Let's strategize and maximize as much as we can. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes I have to tell people, well, you can't do this now, or you can retire, but only partially. So it's really trying to get them to realize it's not all lost, right? And that's important. So I really just want people to realize you are not at the end. You are still living. Another great saying, you are not at the finish line. So get with it. We've got time here to adjust and make changes. So Tiffany, as we're wrapping up, uh, can you give our listeners uh, your website? Sure. It's, um, was it Tiffany Goff at Edward Jones or something like that? I don't know. What's your know. phone number, Tiffany? <laughs> that is 363-2518. And my email is tiffany.goff, which is G-O-U-G-H at edwardjones.com. Uh, you can also uh, reach out to Tiffany calling into the show 1-855-411-50 uh, or online at themoneyr.com. Tiffany, it's always a pleasure to have you here sharing your expertise with our listeners. And we both really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. It's always great. Coming up next in the Money Hour, Red Hot. Seattle real estate market. We have Michael Green of Green and Company Realty, Windermere Ballard, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So, you know, winning offers in this highly competitive Seattle real estate market can be a grind. So why not enjoy a high success rate with Michael Green of Green and Company Realty? for Windermere of Ballard. His clients are getting their offers accepted and homes sold by using proprietary Windermere technology to scan the market and find the best financial strategies for his clients. Call Michael Green today for a free home evaluation or buying strategy at 206-245-6558 or email Michael at michael.green at windermere.com. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, July 3rd show. You can also listen to our podcast 
Facebook premiere show or on our show YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. We are here to help you in today's economy. And now in studio, we have Michael Green of Green & Company Realty, Windermere Ballard, Red Hot Seattle Real Estate Market, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hey, how are you guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, So we're going to jump right into this um, red hot Seattle market. Yes, indeed. So how, uh, how do you advise your customers to sell a home? All right. So first, uh, when a client comes to me and they want to put their house on the market, we have to look at the home itself. And sometimes it can be really tough, right? Because this is how, this is where you live. This is my space, but it may not be the space for the market, right? So bringing your home to market, we need to look at your home. Maybe it needs a fresh coat of paint. Maybe we need to declutter. Maybe we need to do a little staging just so it like fits in, you know, competitively with today's market. So I have this conversation with my clients, maybe a glass of wine, maybe a cup of coffee. It's a very relaxed environment, but the ultimate goal is to get the most money for your property. Well, I would definitely take you up on the glass of wine, not the cup of coffee. Uh, just saying. So, uh, Michael, what about my, my what was that? I said most of my clients do. Yes, uh, Michael. So, we've um, what about buyers? What's important for buyers to know in this? For me, a co- over of a quarter of a century in the mortgage industry, never seen before like it is right now. Reality. I'll start with that word, okay? Reality is most single family homes in Seattle, in the King County area, are going for 20% over asking. Do not look at a million dollar home if that's your budget, okay? We use the data. What I like to do is I like to use the data that's proprietary Windermere technology to get the most information for my clients so that they are attacking uh, the market with all the information they need, right? So, I mean, uh, if you're looking at, you know, if your max is a million, we gotta, we gotta knock off 20% of that. And that's where we start looking, especially if you're in the single family home market. New construction, completely different, not as competitive. Condo market, have at it. You can get it for ask, or I could probably get 5% off for you. Yeah, well, and that's why working with uh, uh, an expert like Michael to really navigate and know exactly what's going on. And uh, yeah, Windermere is amazing. And, uh, you know, the company that uh, real estate agent hangs their license is definitely important. And you have over at Windermere, one of the best economists, Matthew Gardner. So you have all of the inside uh, information that, you know, uh, having Matthew at your fingertips where some of us, some of us just have to wait to hear from Matthew for whenever he puts something out there. So, uh, yeah. And I love how he's just like a text away from me. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's as good as they get. Um, I love how you said X, you, you basically said expectations there. And if you Google me or Tina, you'll see a lot of five-star reviews. It's all about expectations and painting an accurate picture for people. Cause if they think they're getting into one thing and then a whole different other scenario, that's going to be the, the expectation you set for them. And you're not going to get a, a good review and you're not going to have a happy customer. So that's brilliant, Michael. Well said. What's the specific strategy? Is there a specific strategy or the best strategy you would say for a buyer in this Seattle market? Well, again, 
If you're looking at a single family Hallmark, be prepared to go 20% or more above asking. And if you're not, step away, look at something that's more in your price range because you're just going to get hurt. I mean, it's just a reality. I just, uh, in our office, we had two homes, boom, one in Finney Ridge, um, another in Magnolia, which is where I live. They're gorgeous homes, both 20% plus over ask. And so, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a single family home that has a backyard, front yard, driveway, garage, you know, let's look at stuff that's 20% below your max budget. Okay. And, or let's step into the new construction market. There are gorgeous new construction homes out there. And these developers are pouring in 50 to a hundred thousand dollars worth of amenities into these homes. We're talking top of the line, refrigerators, stoves, kitchens, bathrooms. I mean, they are spectacular. So Michael, how would you describe our red hot Seattle housing market and where do you see uh, it going? So yeah, I originally from New York. So I've been uh, in Seattle for about 11 months now. Um, And in New York, just before the pandemic, I started seeing like how the market was just like, boom, going bonkers because everybody was leaving the city. I happen to be in a town called Chappaqua, which is a small little town in Westchester, about 50 minutes uh, away from the city uh, from Grand Central Station. I saw it there when I got here, when I bought my home here, I just couldn't believe it. Literally, I waived everything, okay? And then I had to allow the people that I bought the home from to rent back just because they didn't have a place to go. So in New York, it's totally different, right? Like you can, you know, you can wheel and deal. It's still a super hot market, but it's just managed differently the way the brokers work with each other. Here in Seattle, the market's only getting hotter. I mean, is there a way to make more land? That's what I tell my buyers. Is there a way to make more land? And if you know, Let's do it. I'm putting all my eggs in that basket and we are going to hit home runs. (laughs) So as a buyer, just try to be real with yourself, with your finances. The best thing you can do is get in the market at any price point because we are seeing double digit returns. My home, I look at my value from 11 months ago. I'm like, sweet. I'm glad I got in at what I did, even though I had to pay what I had to pay. Get in it. Yeah, great, great advice. And um, the uh, getting into the market and just in the other thing too, is the interest rates are so low right now and they're not going to stay around. And if you're asking yourself, well, where's the real estate market gonna go, going to go? It always follows employment. If far, far back as you look at real estate, real estate follows employment. And so just ask yourself, how's employment in Seattle? It's pretty darn good and nothing's going to be changing there in uh, any near future for sure. Yeah, great And the fact we have... Oh, go ahead, Michael. Sorry. No, I I was just going to piggyback on what Tina was saying about mortgage rates. They are amazing. However, inflation is here. And are they going to stay this low? That's another thing you have to ask yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Rates are going to definitely go up. And there's no such thing as a bubble right now. A bubble happens when we have too much inventory. We have a third of the inventory when there's a bubble and much, much more people that are looking. The, the demand is extremely higher. Uh, there's going to be no housing bubble at all, people. It might slow down a little bit and it's going to pick back up. So uh, call Michael or call me and Tina uh, because the next question I wanted to ask you, I might know something about this. How do customers obtain financing? Great. Uh, you know, I mean, you obviously can talk to you guys 100%. I mean, you guys can pre-approve them. 
Um, but, you know, I always advise my clients, even though Windermere has an in-house lender, I always advise my clients to shop around because that's the only way you're going to learn the process. And it's a journey, right? When you're going into buying your home and, you know, looking for homeowners insurance, you know, trying to find an electrician, I'll give three recommendations on those lines. Um, and, you know, let them, you know, you, you, you need to learn and you need to feel comfortable with the choices you're making because they are long-term choices and you don't want me, I mean, you, you, you want to make those choices yourself. <laughs> yeah. Great advice. Um, you know, making sure, and you're really, what you're shopping for is you're shopping for the person, the relationship you have with your mortgage professional. Don't get caught up in shopping rate unless you're shopping at the exact same time, because mortgage rates can work, move multiple times. And if you get, if you want something discounted, just know you're going to get a discounted service as well. You want to go with a lender that has comparable interest rates and it's going to provide a high level of service. So your $50,000 earnest money uh, is not at risk. So um, when I introduced you, I shared a little bit about how to, how you got into the real estate business. Can you share a little bit more? Uh, yeah. So um, I'm like a 20 year advertising creative executive um, who happened to be blessed with two awesome kids and lovely wife. Um, we were in Brooklyn at the time then we moved to Westchester. Um, and at that point, since we, I was, we were like, I work late hours in advertising and my wife works in fashion. We uh, decided that I had the most flexible schedule. So I started freelancing. Freelancing led to kind of just hanging out with the kids and then hanging out with the kids kind of created this huge network for me in this awesome community. And my wife was like, well, if you're hanging out, maybe you should think about selling some real estate. And I was like, I love houses. That's awesome. And I have this, you know, creative mind and I can put things together for people and I can envision stuff. And then boom, I, you know, did, did the class, um, passed first time <laughs> and, uh, immediately, uh, sold $4 million worth of homes in the first four months of my time in New York. And I mean, I was just like, boom, this is for me. I love it. I'm outdoors. I get to spend time with my kids who are both active athletically. And then, you know, I can take care of the home and, you know, help out my wife who has the corporate gig. It's just, it was just, it was just like a perfect thing for us, uh, us to do. I love how sometimes when you step away from life and let it happen for you, you end up in that perfect place where you're always meant to be. That seems like a very organic story that took you to exactly what Michael Green was supposed to be doing in his life at this point, which is so cool. Um, what's your take on uh, staging a home? Obviously, you talked about a creative mind in the vision. So give us some feedback on the staging piece. Well, I think a lot of it's like, you know, what's really hot in the market right now, what really works with the home, right? Not every home is the same, right? Some homes can carry off that farm to table kind of chic look, black and white, you know, some other homes are a little bit more classic looking, you know, and then there are condos that, you know, have their own sort of vibe to it, you know, and it's really about like looking at what's on the market, because I'm looking at homes every day, like at least 10, 20 homes a day, and seeing what's working. And, you know, then I try to apply those techniques to the unique situation of the home that I'm staging or trying or trying to sell. That is great, Michael. We, um, uh, we've got to wrap up the show uh, now, but it was such a, a pleasure to have you in our virtual studio, get to know more about you and have you share your expertise with our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, awesome. Thanks for having me anytime. This is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. 
We are your local mortgage experts signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. We look forward to talking more money with you next weekend right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.